Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Malachim Aleph, Perak Bet, Chapter 2. David is about to die, and he commands his son Shlomo, Vayikrabu Yumei David Lamut, Vayitzavet Shlomo Benu Leimor, Anochiholech Vederech Kol Haaretz, Vechazakta Vahita Leish. Be strong, be a man, man up. Interesting thing, why does he need to say this to Shlomo? That's the first thing he says. Secondly, Vashamartet Mitzmeret Hashem, Elokecha Lalechet Bidrachav, Lishmor Chukotav, Mitzvotav, Umishpatav, Veidotav. He tells Shlomo, make sure you keep the Torah. Everything that's written in Torah Moshe. The Torah is the secret of your success. So maybe these are two things that we would expect David to tell his son. But now we're going to see a couple of things which we might not expect. The first thing he says is, that, you know what Yoav did to me? He killed two army officers when I wanted to make peace. And instead he created war. He put the blood of war in peace. And therefore, you put the blood of war in his belt and in his shoe. And make sure that he doesn't die a peaceful death. Next, to Barzilai. Barzilai Hagiladi who looked after me when I was in exile. Please make sure you look after him and do kindness to him. And then Shimi ben Gera, Shimi ben Gera of Benjamin, who cursed me out when I was on my, on my way out of Jerusalem. Again, Altanakehu, do not cleanse him. Ki chamata, you're a very wise man. Figure out what you need to do to him. And make sure he dies a bloody death. What's going on here? You know, is David putting his unfinished business onto Shlomo? And would it make any sense? I mean, Shlomo is a is a young king. He's just come to the throne. Is he going to have more luck in getting rid of Yoav? If David couldn't fight Yoav, then will Shlomo be able to fight him? And if if David really thought that these people should be taken down, Yoav and Shimi, why didn't he do it himself? Why is he dumping it on, on Shlomo? What, what is going on here? And what has this got to do with the Ish? Be strong and uh, you're very wise, Shlomo, so, so you know what to do. I want to contend that this is not, not about David. If David had wanted to kill Yoav, he would have. If he wanted to kill Shimi, he would have. I think David is, is saying something else. And that's something else we can see in the continuation of the chapter. Because as the chapter unfolds, we see that uh, Adoniah, the man who wanted to be king, uh, approaches Batsheva, Shlomo's mother, and asks for the hand of Abishak Hashunamit, David's concubine, the woman who was meant to warm David's bed, and asks for her hand in marriage. Now when you try, we saw this already with Abshalom, we saw this with... uh, Avner, when somebody makes an attempt to be intimate with the king's concubine, what they're really saying is, I am in the place of the king. And Shlomo understands this very well. 
He says, He says to his mother, If you're asking that Adonia marry Avushaka Shonomit, you might as well just ask that he should become king. He's, he's my older brother, and he's in cahoots with Eviatara Kohen and Yoav Ben Suriah. And the minute Shlomo hears this, King Solomon swears and he says, Adonia has now cost himself his life. And indeed, what does he do? He sends Benaya Ben Yoyada. And he has him assassinated. The minute he is assassinated, who starts running? Yoav starts running. So I think we need to frame the chapter in the following way. David is dying and he says, Shlomo, it's time to man up. Things are going to move very quickly after my death. The minute I die, people are going to start making their move. And no sooner is he dead, that's indeed what happens. Adonia tries to make a move, and Adonia is in is in a, an alliance with uh, Eviatar the Kohen and in, with Yoav. And essentially, these this group have not accepted that Shlomo is king, and they're just waiting for David. You know, we remember the line uh, with with Esav, "Yikrovu yemei Evelavi, let my father die, and then I will kill my brother." And that's exactly what Adonia is planning to do. They haven't given up. And that's why what David's actually saying is, watch Yoav. Yoav doesn't follow the rules. We know any of you who've been following with me with Shmuel Bet, Yoav follows the rules when he wants to, but Yoav is perennially suspicious. He doesn't know how to end the war. He doesn't make alliances. And therefore Yoav is not going to listen to you. David is not trying to get Shlomo to deal with his unfinished business. He's warning Shlomo to keep his eyes out for who's waiting in the wings to take him down after David's death. And therefore, Shlomo has his wits about him. He sees Adonia making a move. He gets rid of Adonia. Yoav starts running and he kills Yoav too. What David was doing was alerting Shlomo to the dangers and the people who would try to unseat him. But you might ask, what about Shimi ben Gera? So let's take a look at his story which you'll find at the end of chapter 2. We read here that um, the that Shlomo put him under house arrest. He said to him, uh, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem, and you're not allowed to leave the city. And the day you do leave the city, you're going to forfeit your life. Well, what happens? Verse 39, Pasuk Lamatet, after three years, two avadim of Shimi, two servants, go to Achish ben Macha, the king of the Philistines in Gat. And Shimi heard about this. He says, heard, your servants are in Gat. And Shimi goes, saddles his donkey, and goes to the king of the Philistines. When Shlomo hears about this, the minute Shimi comes home, he says, didn't I tell you not to leave the city? You left the city, you're going to die. Now you can say, what's going on? This is just an innocent mistake. But yet, let's remember who Shimi is. When David was down, when he was leaving Jerusalem, Shimi pelted him with stones and said, God is getting you back for the blood of the house of Saul. 
Shimi has never given up his aspirations to see once again the rise of the House of Saul and the leadership of Benjamin. And when indeed, when David is on his way back to Jerusalem, we see that Shimi controls the tribe of Benjamin. He comes back with a, a thousand men of Benjamin so that David can't even punish him. But now, Shimi's two slaves, did they just run away? Well, runaway slaves don't generally go to a foreign king. I think if his two slaves went to take protection with a foreign king, they're not runaway slaves. They're in fact messenger boys. And if he goes to get them, this is just sort of a cover story because Shimi is really in negotiations with the Philistines. And what he's probably suggesting is this, Philistines, you attack from the south. I will get Benjamin to attack from the north and we will capture Shlomo in the early days of his monarchy. Shimi is up to something. Shimi is plotting something. Shimi has never given up on his aspirations of reinstituting the monarchy of the house of Shaul. So once again, what did David say? Watch out for two people. Watch out for Yoav. He hasn't given up backing Adoniah. Watch out for Shimi. He has always hoped that Binyamin will take over the monarchy. Keep your wits about you because these people will try and take you down. And indeed, Shlomo, he calls himself in, in the next chapter, he says, I am still very young. I don't have experience in war. Shlomo realizes that he is somebody who isn't necessarily astute. David has to warn him. There are people waiting in the wings to take you down. Be aware. And indeed, Shlomo is primed. And when the dangers come, Shlomo knows exactly how to meet them. In these first two chapters, we've seen Shlomo set up his kingdom. In the first, he is crowned. At the end of chapter two, the kingdom is safe in the hands of Shlomo. Now in chapter three, we'll start reading about the spiritual legacy of Shlomo HaMelech. See you tomorrow.